0: Morning Universe, it's uh, 7.34 on the 10th of December. Fifteen more days till somebody I don't think exists had a fake birthday and we all celebrated it by giving each other presents. But actually, that's not what I got on the talk about. In fact, I find Christmas to be nothing more than a fourth quarter clearing zone for all the corporate... Uh, big box stores to declutter their inventory with once-a-year deals like this drill set for 99 bucks. that if you're lucky, you won't have to buy and replace next year. That's if you're lucky. Pause. Remember, if the corporations can take an inch from you, they'll take an inch and a sixteenth. It's the way it works. Just always plan to be getting taken advantage of. And you'll never be disappointed. Can you imagine that? You're like making plans to be taken advantage of. What are you doing this weekend? Well, I don't know yet. I'm going to make some plans to get taken advantage of. Oh, well, if you need some help with that, just let me know. Okay, time for that admission. Didn't we say today on the 10th of December we were going to admit the nerdiest video game that we own? Mine would be a game called Cold Sept Saga. Just so you can spell it correctly, if you want to go look that sucker up, it's C-U, as in unbelievable, L-D, sept C-E-P-T. Called sept C-U-L-D, C-E-P-T. Got it? Because there's a saga. One that you could only learn about in the Xbox 360 video game version that I own. Which I think is, by far, the nerdiest video game I own. And on that, I could be wrong, because I've got, like... I don't know, some stuff on PlayStation 1 still around. Who knows? I probably have something nerdier than that. But that is a pretty nerdy video game. I mean, it's a card game in video form. How nerdy can that get? Yeah, yeah, I hear ya. I should have done this first. But, sometimes I don't wake and bake. I mean, sometimes. Rarely. Uh, How long do we get to count waking... Because I think not really has a variable, it really has a variable, mean something in this particular metric, because uh, we've only been up for like an hour, but is this wake and bake? Okay, I admit it's helping, so my bad, my bad, my bad. But again, if you still haven't left your bedroom, except to let the dog out, pee, and take a shower, then I think this might still qualify for wake and bake. of course, to the purists out there. And when it comes to marijuana, I do understand thee wanting to be a purist. <coughs> Perhaps as soon as you've <coughs> rolled out of bed and done anything, you're no longer are capable of wake and bake, Because now it's, well, woke up, got out of bed, didn't drag a comb across my head because there's no hair really to drag a comb through. And I certainly am not going to go get a facial towel or whatever else that squeeze song said. But if any of that stuff precedes your bakage, well, then your wake up, do a few things, and bakage. Not wake and bakeage. Okay. I think we're bakaged enough for this one, though, eh? Uh, Phone handling, phone handling. Ah! There should be an alarm when I touch my phone. No, there shouldn't, because that'd be even worse. But... If that's the least of the things you have to put up with, you'll be fairly lucky in this one, because for the most part, I have a list of things I read off to let you know. If this disappoints you, cut the cord now, literally. Save yourself any trouble. Why even participate in something that's just going to aggravate you? So, if you think someone else is going to show up, well, there's a potential uh, delusional schizophrenic guest named Lily Mae Eaton, but... I don't think we're gonna see Lily for a while because she's in jail. So, since Lily is officially now with Dave, um, you should expect me. me, 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 off tune and off, he, me, me, yeah, me, a lot of me, annoyingly a lot of me, even the me that needs to go blow my nose, like this me. Okay, I put my phone back where I don't think I'm going to touch it again, but I would be a liar if I said I guarantee that, because who the fuck knows? I pick up my phone for, like, linus reasons, for my security blanket, I guess. I don't even know. My phone and I are going to part ways here soon, so I uh, I will, in reflection, be able to tell you all the things about the phone that I was overlooking and taking for granted, because... Right now, I hate my smartphone more than I hate almost anything else in life. And I I don't really hate stuff, you know. So my smartphone's kind of on the list next to the cat. That's pretty much the whole list. Well, and dog poop on my shoes. I hate that too. Oh, and I really hate when my little light goes out right when I want to hit the pause button. So then i got to hit the other button. Then i got to get the pause button screen back. And then I can hit pause. Okay. Okay. So... (coughs) (coughs) That was rude. I apologize. But, oh boy, there's my drink. (coughs) Uh (coughs) Uh-oh. All right, so I had the drink holding the phone in the position that keeps me from touching it, but the drink, being necessary, because I'm coughing, I switched the isopropyl alcohol 91% bottle to hold the phone in place, because nothing is more useful. Then isopropyl alcohol, 91%. Ah. Even as a doorstop. Uh, Not wanting to stop any doors today because, frankly, that's kind of a reverse realization of just exactly what we're going to talk about. Doors shutting. Because why? That part I don't know. Hang on, pause. Okay. Uh, before we get to the hallway of mirrors and the doors that nobody can find, you should expect no inhibitions out of me. Well, there is one inhibition. I try not to cough in your face. And I also try not to blow my nose in your face, but sometimes I should be blowing my nose when I'm not, so I'm probably not as good on that as I should be, but coughing in your face, I'm terrible at. I do it way more than I want to, especially recently, so... Again, I'm working on these things, but they're present, and if they're going to irritate you, then literally you'd be better off going outside and cleaning up your yard. There'd be more reward for you, and less aggravation. Isn't life about maximizing reward and minimizing aggravation? You should expect profanity. Let's see if I can rattle off five swear words in the next minute. I could probably do it in the next sentence. So, if profanity offends you, Well, then we could have a discussion as to why. Why you think there are words in the language that should offend you. Now, words that have been used as the subjugation, terror filled (laughs) diatribe from one group to another, like the N word? Oh, yeah, there's a word you won't hear me use, ever. And if I ever hear it in conversation, I literally wince as if somebody threw a rock at me when that word throws its ugly head around. So, words have power. Words are not the things that can't break your bones like sticks and stones. Words can hurt. Don't think so? Well, don't turn me loose on you. Drugs. You can expect those to. Um, what do I provide for your tolerating all this nonsense and whatever crying might emerge? Admittedly, I haven't been a crybaby at all in December. Where's that? Um, well, you can expect respect. I only serve disrespect where I see people acting disrespectfully. And why I say they're disrespectful, I point out. As I will do so today. But otherwise, I respect the hell out of you. And I respect you even if you're doing things that uh, are a little questionable. My analysis and self-reflection are my analysis and self-reflection. I am never attempting to try to uh, understand somebody else's motivations. Well... Maybe Mr. Bill Clinton. Oh, boy. Billy, 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 JP. But other than Bill Clinton, maybe a little bit Trump. I mean, that dude has to be vexed. But I'm not here to unwind you. I'm here to unwind me. Trust me, that's a full-time fucking job. Just like it is to do for yourself. And because I have to do this as a full-time job, of course I bring a good attitude. You have to bring a good attitude. Otherwise, what the hell are you doing life for? And because I think we're in such a button our heads against fucking corners and walls and everything else we can butt our heads into situation, I try to bring solutions. I think, like, today I don't have a solution, I'll admit. But I don't understand what the problem is. Why is this not flowing with the regularity that I would assume it, it had been my whole life to find out that it's... In fact, being manipulated, stopped up, and rerouted? Disappointing. Uh, So, uh, what can we do to break that down? Well, we can unwind the power structure that thinks for whatever reason they have to go into protection mode and turtle up with information as if they want to just stop all further insight and investigation into exactly our placement here in this cosmic situation. If all the questions have been answered, then yeah, I'll kick back, watch the stars, and look for meteors with you. But until I have a feeling that I know what I'm talking about is right and not wrong, well, then I'm out to find truth. And to me, the biggest stumbling block toward truth is those powers that be, the ones who have gained the most in the current circumstance, by leveraging that which is against that which they do not want to unwind or change for the better. I'll give you a big example of that, the oil industry. We all know oil is not the future energy of humanity. That is a known truism today. What are we doing about it? Very little. That's my point. Why are we doing very little? Because those in power, and that is an enormous amount of power to control the energy of the planet, they do not want to see their role in that said power slip away, devolve, upended, overthrown, revolted against. And yet that's what they ask for when they won't accommodate new strains of energetic thought about how we can do things To best maximize our place in the universe harmonically, instead of by drilling into the ground and sucking out whatever last bit of energy we can get from Mother Earth. As a resource, that's a very basic one. As we advance in society's claims toward ascension, oil doesn't come with us. So whatever attempt to hold us in the oil industry is being made is an attempt to suppress and retard our advancement. Now, that's just one example. The best, best example, perhaps the worst example, is knowledge. That which is the story of our agreed upon emergence here in this reality. And in my lifetime... We have gone from not knowing much about our biological and ancient past, in other words, the Darwin of our species, uh, to knowing a little bit more. But what's weird is how that narrative is shaky as a motherfucker, if you go looking at it. Like the whole leaky family and their uh, finds the 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 uh, piltdown man i mean this reeks of british pompous narrative creation it's like that question why didn't we find any dinosaur bones till the 1850s How can one species transform into another? Are humans about to spontaneously change into giants that have three eyes and swim with gills? Oh, or not? Why not? Well, that's seriously the single biggest question of the 20th century. Can you believe that a species can spontaneously change into a different one? Let's make bears whales, and we'll all be happy. Oh no, not even Darwin could include that in his thesis. He knew that was stupid. Okay, so, whoa, 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 I'm way off in the origin of species here, which is all bullshit, by the way. And yet, and I'm not a religious dude. I could not care less about that stuff. In fact, I would say the evolutionists and the fundamentalists are very similarists. So I don't begrudge either one of them the positions they're in because they were brainwashed into them. I can identify way more with the evolutionists because I was one. But once you let the entire narrative structure show its head and start to try to figure out why the whole thing is a ball of wax that just certainly doesn't need to get anywhere near a stereo or any other heat source for fear of spontaneous disassembly, we're so protective of this idea because Without it, what? That's the question. Why? Why won't they let us know about the dig in Puebla, Mexico, where they found that somewhere between 250 and 500,000-year-old human spear points, why those have to disappear? Why does Life Magazine and National Geographic always get involved and fucking lose everything? Never trust those motherfuckers, I know that. Virginia Steen McIntyre deserved better. Especially whether or not her name is Steen. But Virginia Steen, I think, Dash McIntyre, M-C-Y-N-T, uh, it's a weird one. But how many Virginia Steen McIntyres are in the universe? Go look up her story, and then think about the two women who came to that site first. She's just there trying to verify the mud layers using current scientific technology. That dude, um, who? Klugman? No, the guy from Berkeley who was doing the the uranium-238 decay timing and came up with 400,000 or 600,000 or whatever. His point's right. Listen... You can, you can tell me you don't believe these results, but then you've got to tell me you don't believe everything about science because these are foundational principles upon which all of our chemistry and physics are built. There's no error here. It's been subjected to multiple tests and variations of tests. They all come back hundreds of thousands of years or older. None of that makes the textbooks. It's too controversial because that data point alone rewrites our entire history. Rewrites it. In other words, gets an eraser out first because that is all wrong. So who's keeping this information from us? Who's doing that? And why? Okay. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about, since I'm on my way to work, is the generational gap from those who are in their 20s today versus those who are in their 50s today, and how they approach their jobs at the big box retail outlet I know as the Home Depot. It's, (laughs) I'm not sure who's right here. I'll tell you why I think I'm right, but then I'll tell you why I might be wrong. There is an attitude from my generation that when you're on the clock and working, you're working. And frankly, yeah, you look for days, hope for days, even coordinate your day, if possible, to be as easy as possible in that frame of mind, but you know you're going to work, so you're going to be working. You're not going to be in the back coloring in cartoon books, for instance, um, that's just not what you get paid to do. So, to expect that you will be doing that on anything other than a personal time break is ridiculous. But if you're 20... Hold on, I've never a pause a long here. Okay. Oh pause. You know, I can already see that this episode's probably going to end right between 22 and 2240. Ah. Ugh. Ugh. Should I end it now just to break the cycle? No, because this point's interesting. And hold on, now i got to blow my nose. Okay. So, the work ethic, and believe me, I consider my father to be the generational example in front of me for this. So, I'm not saying this isn't, duh, material, right? This probably is. But, in terms of my father's work ethic... My father's work ethic is, I don't have pleasure time, I have work time. And I don't take pleasure time if there's any work to do whatsoever. So, there's no taking a break, there's no taking a week off to, to do anything. There's not even recuperative time for injuries. There's just get up and start working. So, my generation thought, well, fuck that. I mean... Yeah, we have our obligation to our career, our work, our life, but we have work-life balance. That was our little cliche. We developed work-life balance. We're not going to overwork. We're not going to spend 27 years never seeing our kids. We're going to work-life balance. Well, then came the generation that thought, okay, work-life balance people, but what work are you doing? It's so unfulfilling and retarded. Sorry, that's a terrible use of retarded. It's so unfulfilling and ridiculously uh, beneath what you could be doing with your life if you chose to do something of value. We just don't put any value on that work. We see that work as that which you have to do to keep your lights on so you can play with your Nintendo uh, Wii or whatever Nintendo you're playing with these days. Right? So, if you're... If you see your job as literally the low-level work that is available to you at this minute to maintain the lights in your house, then your obligation to work is zero. But the bigger change between my generation and this one was the corporation saying, and we don't really care about you enough to care if you are here for five years, five months, or 25 years. It's really all the same to us. In fact, we're doing everything we can to turn you into plug-and-play employee structure that we don't have to even think about. We just look at the metrics and know exactly how you're going to perform. Because we've, we've de-individualized the job to that point. We just need bodies that can follow directions on a phone. Are you a body that can follow directions on a phone? Well, you are 22. That should make you one. Right? Okay. twenty-one, twenty-three. Oh, that would have been perfect. But I'm not ending another one with right. Okay. I almost ended it there. Let's face it, that was a pretty good ending. But again, I'm not ending another one with right. So then the question here is, who's got it right? Is it the 20-somethings who realize they're doing a dead-end job for a corporation that doesn't give a fuck about them? and would interchange them for somebody uh, mechanical in a heartbeat. Why should they do anything but enough to make sure they don't get fired? What else are they being given from their corporate structure employer anyhow? Well, the 53-year-old looks at these, hmm, less than optimal employees, and thinks, why am I doing all the work? Do you realize that in the time I've been there, or returned, which is now about nine months, I have as many, I have one fewer write-ups than I have Bravo cards. And Bravo cards are ways that you just note to a coworker, hey, way to go out of your way and do that well. Thanks, Bravo. Is that kind of a nudge. Uh, I have two of those. One was given to me by Ryan. And one was given to me by Angela. And uh, I've been written up once because in a 90-day period, I had called in twice because I had a fever over 101. And I showed up eight minutes late once. And that's worthy of a write-up. So... When you think that way, you think to yourself, yeah, why the fuck am I always working so hard around right?